What a wonderful day. We have sunshine this morning in bits and pieces. <laughs> That's glorious. In the natural, today would have been my dad's 98th birthday. Can you imagine knowing somebody that's 98 years old? <laughs> that's a long time ago. Now, he was a goofball. He really was. But he taught me so much. He taught me about music. We played piano together from the time I was able to enough to make, old enough to make the keys work until the week just before he died in 2004. Not being able to read music, but to play by ear and from memory. He also taught me how to think critically weighing and measuring each idea and to come to my own conclusions based on what I was learning along the way. There were other lessons that I learned also, some that were good, some that were not so good, some beneficial and some detrimental to spiritual growth. But through it all, I knew that he loved me, even if his love was not really very demonstrative or spiritual in nature. So I have a decent foundation on which to build a father-daughter relationship with Abba, Father God. Now, other people's experience might be quite different than that, either growing up without a dad or having a difficult time relating to a parent that was overly strict or having to unlearn some very negative thinking about the role of father in their lives. But what I want to speak about today points us to a very specific way of relating to God as Father. Some of this I'm taking from Rick Renner's book, Sparkling Gems from the Greek, version 2, <laughs> where he takes scriptures and he breaks it down from the original Greek language and rebuilds it in English terms that we can all understand. And then on Friday morning this week, there was uh, one of the lion bites that comes in every day, the, the encouragement from the Global Prophetic Alliance. That's the, the Glasgow prof, Prophetic Group, you know. If you all are not receiving that, you should because it's really good. And it said this, choose wisdom. God says, you have full access to my wisdom. Despite the storms that rage about you, or the gusts of winds that shake you, I will provide all that you need to securely navigate through. Allow the spirit of wisdom and revelation to flow within you, for it is available to you. It goes on, wisdom is not the serious and somber thing you think of. Operating from my wisdom brings joy and release. It releases you from carrying unnecessary burdens and relying on your own strength. The rhythm of wisdom is sprightly. It's directing and encouraging you in the ways that you should go. Learn to recognize and operate from my spirit of wisdom. Receive today a fresh infilling of wisdom, for it will hold you in the to and fro of these coming days. And I thought that was really good, that God says, you have full access to my wisdom. We sometimes get to thinking, oh, we can't think like God does. But he's telling us that, yes, we can. We have access to his wisdom. He's not withholding any good thing from us. Amen? Okay. Now, the passage from Scripture that's one of my favorites and that I have taught on several times is James 1, 
chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. And this is how it's written in the King James Version. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea that is driven with the wind and tossed around. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And this is how it reads in the Living Bible. If you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him, and he will gladly tell you. For he is always ready to give a bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask him, and he will not resent it. But when you ask him, be sure that you really expect him to tell you, for a doubtful mind will be as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. And every decision you then make will be uncertain as you turn first this way and then that. If you don't ask with faith, don't expect the Lord to give you any solid answers. Amen? So if you're asking God for wisdom on something, don't say, well, maybe he'll give me wisdom on this and maybe he won't. That's wishy-washy. And that's being driven around by the winds of the world. And we're not to be that way. We're to stand on that bedrock that Julie was praying about a little while ago. Now, in this passage, um, I, there are five different ideas that I want to explore today. Number one, we are guaranteed that God giveth. That's his word. I will give it to you. Number two, we are guaranteed that God gives to all men, right? He doesn't give to some and not to others. Number three, we are guaranteed that God gives liberally. Number four, we are guaranteed that God upbraids not. He won't scold us. Number five, we are guaranteed that answers shall be given to the one asking. Those are the guarantees. Now, what is a guarantee? It's a promise or assurance, especially one in writing. Who, who has a Bible with them? Hold it up. That's the writing. That's the guarantee that is written in the word that is something of specified quality, content, benefit, etc., or that it will perform satisfactorily for a given length of time. Like you have a 30-day money-back guarantee. If it doesn't work within 30 days, you get your money back. Okay? We have a guarantee that these things are true and promised to us from the Lord. And, and guarantee is also an assurance that another's obligation will be fulfilled. Now, what obligation? Who's obligated? God has obligated himself. He says, if you lack wisdom, ask, and it will be given. So he's obligated himself, and the, the scriptures are our guarantee that he will follow through with that. So we see that the word of God concerning wisdom is guaranteed. It's his obligation, and it will be fulfilled. Now, there's one more scripture that precedes this one, even though it comes later in the book of James, and that's James chapter 4, verse 8, where it says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. The one condition 
that is placed on us for receiving wisdom is that we draw near to God. We come up alongside him. We nestle up in under his wings. And we actually believe that he has the answers that we're looking for. And that he truly wants to give those answers to us. And we have faith that what he gives us will be the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God. Amen. And that we come with hearts not seeking wisdom for impure motives. Like asking for winning lottery numbers. Or which drug dealer sells the cleanest dope. (laughs) Those are things that we don't want to ask God wisdom about. Okay. So let's look at these five guarantees. Number one, God gives. Now I want a show of hands. How many of us know that this is true from our own lives, that God gives? How many know that God gives? Okay, every one of us in here, praise the Lord. He gave us life in the first place. Yes? Yes? He gives us provision. Yes? Either with jobs or government assistance or other ways. (laughs) Like the story of the elderly woman who prayed very loudly every day for God to provide her with food. Her ungodly neighbor kept hearing her praying, and he decided to pull a prank on her by leaving a huge haul of groceries at the front door. He rang the doorbell, and then he ran and hid in the bushes. When the woman opened her door and saw the provisions there, she began praising God. Hallelujah. The man jumped out from his hiding spot, and he laughed at her, and he says, Ha, ha, it wasn't God who gave you those things. It was me. Nah. The old woman looked at him a second, and she began praising God even louder. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You provided the food, and you even used the devil to deliver it. (laughs) So we see that what God says he gives, and that's true. And what has he given you recently? If you can think back over the last couple of weeks, what has he given you recently? Has he given you peace Has he given you connection to somebody new? Has he given you a sense of purpose? Has he given you a sense of his love? He has given us gifts every day. Has he given you breath every morning? (laughs) Yeah, you're here. Amen. That's one guarantee. He gives. Number two, God gives to all men. Now, remember when I taught on wisdom last summer at the journey, I mentioned all the wisdom that had been poured out over the earth in the last couple of centuries. A great deal of that wisdom was given to people who asked for it, who prayed for it, and then they taught it and others learned from it. When people meet the conditions of drawing near to God, it removes the idea that he will give wisdom to some but not to others. God gives to all who ask. Not just some super wise or highly educated or elite groups, but to all men. How many of us have received wisdom in some area or other but still don't consider ourselves to be super smart? Yeah, we're all there. When we draw in close under his teaching, he promises to give us the wisdom we need. That's his promise, his guaranteed response. I love the thing I see on Facebook every once in a while that says... uh, If you think that you've done something stupid enough to cause God to pass over you, be rest assured in this, my dear sweet child, you're not that powerful. God is the same way. 
If he says he's going to give you wisdom, he doesn't take into consideration whether or not you've been to college, whether or not you've had a Bible degree, whether or not you've read it from cover to cover 15 or 20 times. If you ask him for wisdom, he will give it to you. Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. Number three, God gives liberally. He doesn't withhold any piece of wisdom that we need in any given circumstances. He doesn't leave out step three on a 10-step set of instructions. He doesn't change the language in the middle or substitute the instructions for one plan with the instructions of something else. (laughs) That would be like asking for instructions on how to build a sailboat and being given the instructions on how to build a nuclear submarine. Now, that would be pretty dumb. (laughs) He gives us exactly what we need to be able to finish the task that he has set before us. He's not like those commercials on TV where the first issues of building some kind of a model only cost of a couple of pounds. But then there's a hundred issues to complete the thing. And each of the next bits costs about eight or nine pounds. He's not a bait and switch kind of God. He gives us wisdom, the real wisdom to get the job done liberally, fully, completely, even if it is one step at a time. And he never changes the initial charge of drawing near to him. He doesn't say, come near to me for steps one, two, and three, but then you have to add twirling around in circles 15 times at the beginning of your day for the next five steps and then complete the thing by banging your head on the floor. That's not how God is. That's not how wisdom is imparted to us. Wisdom imparted is imparted to us when we ask and when we believe that we receive it. Amen? Amen. Number four, God upbraids not. He doesn't scold us. He doesn't say, well, you dummy, you asked, I told you that yesterday. He doesn't do that. He doesn't upbraid us for needing wisdom. This is how we were designed in the first place. We were always meant to come to him for the answers. We were created to live in revelation, not in being able to reason things out for ourselves. He won't take us to the woodshed for a whooping because we don't know how to do something or when or where. As that lion bite said in the beginning, God says, you have full access to my wisdom. He gave wisdom to Abraham to travel from Ur to Canaan. He gave wisdom to Isaac in finding a wife. He gave wisdom to the sons of Jacob and especially to Joseph, even in his captivity. God gave wisdom to kings and prophets throughout the Old Testament. Look at the wisdom of Solomon, who is considered to be the wisest king of all. He even gave wisdom to the men from the east who traveled to find the newborn king, baby Jesus. And the father gave wisdom to him as well as he grew up. Also look at all the wisdom that's poured out in the book of Acts to Peter and John, to Paul, and the other apostles who went all over the known world spreading the good news of Jesus' redemptive presence in the earth. So what makes us think he won't give us wisdom too? Has the gift of wisdom passed out of favor? Has wisdom stopped? No. 
Look at all the, the things that have been applied to the world in wisdom in the last, just the last 200 years. Wisdom is always growing and increasing and, in, and multiplying, just like God is always increasing and multiplying. And he's increasing and multiplying wisdom to us when we come and ask for him. And the last point from that beginning is that we are guaranteed that he will give us wisdom when we ask, as James tells us in that passage. So why then do we tend to put restrictions on what God can do? Let's be not like let's not be like Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, I'm not a smart man. <laughs> it has nothing to do with being smart or not. Let's not even be like Moses. Oh, I can't speak well. Let somebody else do it. You remember that in the past there was a slogan that tells us not to put God in a box? Do you remember that? Well, let's also remember not to put ourselves in a box. When we, when we restrict what we can receive from the Lord, we are as boxed in as ever we thought God was when we believed he couldn't do something. So let's not do that. Don't box yourself in. Don't box yourself in by saying, I, I can never do that. I can never learn that. I can never understand that. I can never do that. I can never stand up and preach. I could never do this. I could. That's putting yourself in a box. Don't do that. Let us begin to believe that we can receive God's wisdom. He wouldn't have told us to ask for it if we could not receive it. That's dumb. And God's anything but dumb. He says, if you want wisdom, ask for it. In that Lion Bites message from Friday, there's an activation point that helps us get in the right frame of mind to begin receiving from God. So I want to take a few minutes and I want to activate this with you. I want you to take part in this, okay? Because this is going to show you and help you to be able to activate wisdom for yourself. I want you to begin to picture the area of life right now where you need the most wisdom. Is it in the area of your finances? Is it family situations? Is it some business venture or other? Or maybe you need wisdom on handling some spiritual aspect of your life. Maybe like when to set aside time for study or if you need to do a course or perhaps you have a message that you're yearning to share with people. Now, as you think about these things, then prayerfully consider this. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you a picture of yourself interacting with the spirit of wisdom. Actually picture in your mind what she looks like. Remember in Proverbs that wisdom is portrayed as feminine. Pay attention to how it feels to have this interaction. What does it look like? Are you on your knees? Are you sitting together? Does this interaction bring peace? Where does it fit with scripture? Are you getting a leading to go to something from the word that relates to your situation? Do you actually trust God to give you something? And then from this interaction, go into a time of prayer, asking for a fresh impartation of wisdom.
then also determine to follow through with the wisdom that you're being given. The verses in James end with this warning. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like a wind of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed around. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you're asking for wisdom, believe that God is going to be giving you wisdom. If you're interacting with the spirit of wisdom, believe that that is the spirit of wisdom giving you what you need. So let's take a few minutes now to individually bring our petitions to the Lord. Knock on wisdom's door. Seek God's wisdom. Ask for the next step. Let's refresh our faith in the knowledge that he will never upbraid us or scold us for asking. Let us release any anxiety over what we don't know about the future, but trust that he knows and he will steer us correctly. And then let us begin to praise him for the answers that are coming from the spirit of wisdom, for they are guaranteed to come. And finally, Let us take the answers that we are given to prophesy the outcome of our situations. Let's be like Abraham who believed God about becoming a father of many nations, even to the changing of his name from Abram to Abraham because God promised him. The same God who brings the dead to life and calls into existence those things which do not yet exist. That's Romans 4.17. Prophesy the outcome. Speak into existence the promises of God. Abraham was not yet a father of even one child when God changed his name. So every time someone spoke to him, calling him by name, Abraham, They were prophesying out the truth that he would become the father of many nations, and he did. So whatever promise, whatever wisdom you have received from Father God, speak it out into existence. Do not waver. Do not begin to doubt, even if it takes a long time. Remember, Sarah and Abraham were 90 and 100 years old when they were given their promise. Be patient. But be expectant. Keep speaking it out. We are the children of Abraham, as Jesus calls us, the grafted in ones, the children of faith, the children of promise. We are part of the answer to God's promise to Abraham because we come to him in faith. So let us seek wisdom. And as remember Jesus' words, Ask and it will be given. Press down, shaken together and running over. I know that comes from a different verse, but it's the same principle here. Ask and it will be given to you. Amen? All right, how many of you have received an inkling or a full-blown vision of what's coming next in the area where you need wisdom? Have you, rece- have you, have you received anything from this? Yes, Noelia has. I have. (laughs) 
Praise the Lord. All right, I'm done. Stand up on your feet. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you that this word has come forth today, that we can ask you for your wisdom and you will give it to us. And Father, I ask you to impart to each one of these people here today and the people who are listening on on video, that you impart to them the wisdom that they need for whatever circumstance that they find themselves in. Whether it's finances, whether it's family, whether it's this, that, or the other thing. Father, your word says that when we come and ask you for wisdom, you will give it liberally. And, Father, I'm praying that that liberal gift of wisdom begins now in Jesus' name. Amen.